Today is Friday, March 1st. The title for our devotional is The Fiery Trial. If you've been following along with us this week, you'll notice that we're skipping over verses 7 through 11. This is because we discussed these previously a few weeks back during our Serve Sunday week, so you can navigate back to those in the devotional page if you'd like, or find them on the podcast as well. So we are picking up in 1 Peter 4, uh, 12 to 19. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or a thief, or an evildoer, or as a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. For it is time for judgment to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And, quote, if the righteous is scarcely saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. First few verses here, they simply revisit the themes that we have been discussing all this week and really throughout the whole campaign. Christians should not be surprised by suffering. Suffering doesn't mean that God is against us. Christ suffered. Suffering tests the genuineness of our faith. So we can rejoice even in suffering, especially at the notion of Christ's return and the reception of our inheritance. He reiterates his teaching to continue living righteously amidst the suffering in verses 15 to 16. Although this is the culture's attempt to shame Christians, he emphasizes that they can glorify God in his name. When Christians are insulted in the name of Christ, they are blessed, he says. This harkens back to the teaching of Jesus in the Beatitudes of Matthew 5, 11 to 12. Jesus says, Blessed are, are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This verse, this theme, as much as any, has informed Peter's teaching throughout this letter. Here, Peter introduces a new idea in verse 17, that judgment begins at the household of God. Think of judgment less in the negative sense, but more in the sense of testing. This testing sorts out those who are genuine Christians and those who are not. Lots of people can claim to be a Christian, but when persecution or suffering or trials come, uh, the wheat is often separated from the chaff, so to speak. God is the one who's the righteous judge, so only he knows. So, we shouldn't be surprised when difficult times come upon us as Christians in a culture that is not favorable to the faith. This is testing the genuineness of our faith. This is evidence today in our cultural shift into a post-Christian culture uh, that we're currently experiencing now. There is now little to no value in claiming to be a Christian in our culture. In fact, it's likely a net negative in the eyes of most in our culture. This has, in and of itself, produced a testing of Christians' faith. Will we follow the way of Jesus and sexual holiness when the cultural culture views it as repressive and even harmful? Will we follow the way of Jesus in regularly gathering to worship when the culture is busy chasing after other ambitions? The recent stories of abuses of power and moral failings at the hands of church leaders are signals of God judging his church first. The testing of the household of God has begun. It hurts now, but in the end it will reveal a more resilient faith. The sense of verse 18 is that the righteous person is saved with difficulties. Uh, not that salvation is difficult for God to achieve on the part of the believer, but that this salvation comes with testing and discipleship. And 
the discipleship process and the growth in Christ and and the proving of our faith over time, testing the genuineness of our faith. Peter says in chapter 1, that's what is difficult. Finally, in ending this section, he returns to a key basis for our resilient faith that we've talked about before. He reiterates this again. In a hostile culture, we must entrust our souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Reflection time today. Uh, Peter has expressed this idea twice in the last two weeks, so I think it's worth emphasizing yet again. I want you today to just sit with the idea of entrusting your soul to a faithful creator while doing good.